This episode is brought to you by NordVPN. Listen up, nerds. No. Good evening, Mr. and Mrs. America, from border to border and coast to coast and all the ships at sea. What? Hello, friends. Do you have a computer? Of course you do, because it's not 1987. Hell, you're listening to this on some kind of computer right now. But do you have a VPN? Oh, what's a VPN, you ask? Well, my friend, a VPN is a virtual private network and it offers two key benefits. Enhanced privacy and security online. But VPNs do a lot more than that. VPNs shield your IP address, change your browsing location, and make online life easier. It's all about safety and security, my friends. But, like everything else in life, it's also about watching TV. Don't let your paid subscriptions go to waste. I use NordVPN to access my home content while I'm traveling. Wink, wink. Plus, secure your connection on public Wi-Fi in airports, hotels, cafes, anywhere you go when you're traveling. There's over 6,300 servers in 111 countries, and you can find a nearby server for the best VPN speeds. NordVPN is easy to use. Connect with one click or enable auto-connect for zero-click protection. And it's got amazing speed. NordVPN is one of the fastest VPNs out there. And with just one NordVPN account, you can use it on six devices. It supports every major platform, Windows, Android, iOS, Mac OS, Linux, even Android TV. I think those are all real. Don't miss out on all the awesome benefits for using a VPN. Go to nordvpn.com slash ifanboy today for a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. The link's in the show notes. Once again, that's nordvpn.com slash ifanboy. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Um, you ever feel like you really need to get something off your chest? This is this this is a, like a real thing. Like, if you're mad, if you're upset, if uh, if there's something going on, like the I, there's there's often for me an idea. Maybe it's a wrong. Maybe it's a moment. It's it's an injustice. It's something that because you keep going on and on over and over in your mind about it, and like that can create anger and resentment or shame, whatever it is. And very often. I have found, I am not a therapist, I have found that when you let it out, when you give it voice, when you say it out loud, um, sometimes it makes you feel better because you've, you've expressed it. And sometimes it makes you realize like, oh, this is not a big deal, but I've, it's been stuck in my head. So you give voice to those things um, and it can make you feel a lot better. And shock of all shocks, therapy is one of those things that can help you do that. It can help you be able to say those things in a place where you don't need to worry about the repercussions of it, work your way through it, uh, figure out coping skills, how to get around it, you know, find, find ways to deal with that stuff instead of letting it fester. Um, if you are thinking of starting therapy, uh, if anything I said sounds familiar, you're like, oh, maybe my life would be a little better if I could deal with that kind of thing. You should give BetterHelp a try. It's fully online. It is convenient, flexible. It is suited to your schedule. That's the idea. That's what they're going for. Um, you can fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. That's a big deal. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. That that personal connection, I believe, to be super important. Again, I'm not a professional. Uh, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash iFanboy today. You get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash iFanboy. Hello. You're listening to the iFanboy.com Pick of the Week podcast, episode 98, sponsored by Jim Hanley's Universe and the Netflix, which you can't get in Ireland because, well, they don't have it there. Sail away on a ball and change capers from the roaring waves. Get her on the boat, but forever we'll be free. So sail away aboard a rig, the moon is falling slowly. Seven drunken pirates where the seven deadly sins. Yeah! Ifanboy.com is my favorite website. 
right. Ron, Connor, and Josh fill my Sundays with delight. Every week they get comics, then they pick out their faves, then they talk about it in intimate details. Sometimes there are spoilers, and if you don't like things spoiled, then pause the podcast and go read your freaking comic books already. Oh, say does that I fanboy message board yet wave or the land of the comics and the home of the nerds. This has been California Kevin keeping it real. Well, that one's got to take the cake, I think. <laughs> you should have that. You should have that load every time somebody goes to iFanboy. Yeah. So we want to thank California Kevin for submitting that intro. And um, if you want to uh, record our intro for us, you can send us a, a MP3 or a wave at contact at iFanboy dot com, or you can call the voicemail like California Kevin did and attempt to leave something. But nobody's going to beat that. So good luck. <laughs> so good luck. It's, exactly. So it's over. Exactly. So, um, so as you know, we're here at the Pick of the Week podcast, and Connor's here. I'm here, Ron, and we've got we've got Tom Caters back with us from around. Con- oh, wait. Oh, oh. awkward, it's Josh. Awkward. I know Tom oh. was good, and you all liked him, but Josh came home. <sighs> I was trying to think of like a Tom Caters' wit- witticism there, and I had nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Well. So we figured, what a better way to welcome Josh home from his jaunt to Europe than to give him the Pick of the Week. Well, as as I was f- five hours ahead and I've been getting tired very early at night, um, yeah, that was great to stay up late and read 20 <laughs> comic books and yeah. write something coherent. Welcome uh, home. <laughs> um, you know what? I came back and I had like – apparently there were two gigantic weeks of comics yes. in a row. Um, and and I'm, I'm, I was like – I had like 10 or 12 from last week and another 12 or so from this week. Um and it was I a kinda, big week. This, this week was the worst than last week. Yeah, I, I, it was basically a dead run, and I read a lot of books, and, and like there were a lot of really good books out, but a lot of it was like um, continuing on what was good before. So like I read Fables, and it was really good, but it's the same thing we just talked about the last time I picked it, or uh, some of the other books in the same thing. But the thing that uh, – same with Daredevil. The same kind of thing that stuck out for me with this one is I read New Avengers, and it was the only one that I was like, wow, that – I just had a ton of fun reading that comic book, and I think it goes back to uh, a long, you know, not, or a couple of years ago at least. Uh, Ron called me on the phone, and he just said, "You need to buy the new Avengers trade that just came out." <laughs> I love that that keeps coming up, no, and I love that I just feel so vindicated at the. No, you totally <laughs> do because at that point, literally, you at that, that. I yeah. was I was almost not reading superhero comics. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Because I was just annoyed by them. You know, that was sort of that, you know, like 2000 was really good for a long time. And then like 2002, three, they kind of didn't know what they were doing. And I just got annoyed. Um, and and you said, just read this. And I was like, Bendis right in the Avengers. And, and I'd heard all the people complaining about him with the Hawkeye stuff. And I just didn't want to deal. But uh, since then, it's been really good. Um and it's, I th- been the, it's been the book to read in my mind. It, yeah, it really has, and I think that you can just read the if you you know if you want to read one book in the Marvel universe in, in the, sort of the universe proper, I would say you know the single character is probably 
you know, Daredevil or Iron Man, Iron Fist or um, Captain America. But like, if you want that, I think that's overstating it. Daredevil, maybe not Iron Fist, but yeah. no, I like your Iron Fist. But, that's well, good. You no, but I mean, like, if you read one, yeah, but that's yeah, yeah, yeah. They're sort of different, two different takes on it. But this is this is one of the must reads, I think. Um, but the reason that I picked this one was. Yeah, basically, the one scene in it really. Well, here, back up. You picked New Avengers in issue number 34. That's true. Right, okay. Uh, I know you've been out of it. Let me remind you. I have been, and it's hitting about 9.30 now. I'm very slowly He's pulling out of it. He's going to pass out any moment. He's going to hear a stunk, and his head's going to You know what's hilarious is that like, I've been waking up in the morning, like, bright eyed. I'm like, hey, I'm up. I haven't had to drag myself out of bed, but then normally at night when, when I do things, I can't think at all. Um, but basically, there's a scene in this where they've got the, the big problem is who's a scroll, and they've all been suspicious of each other. And at the end of the last issue, they basically said, "Everybody go home, come back if you think you want to do deal with this, and and uh, we'll we'll move on from there." And so Doctor Strange uh, comes up with a way to tell. Actually, there's a whole fight scene in the beginning of Wolverine, but <laughs> <laughs> I forget that. Uh, it's actually, I, I actually really uh, like that too, except I don't know who the hood is, so. Uh, but it was well drawn and all that stuff, and Wolverine got shot in the balls, which I thought was pretty funny. Um, Not just the balls, but everything. Yeah, he got his whole all his bits blown off, which you don't well, see a lot. He, and also before the the final scene, a little continuation from Brian K. Vaughn's oh, right. Doctor Strange series with with yeah. the Night Nurse and Doctor Strange. This is dating. the worst. This is the worst review ever. I wrote all this stuff down, <laughs> but uh, I can't seem to recall it now. I'm very excited you to talk about the part I like. the problem. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you, that is a language. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and they don't tell you that everything in Ireland is written in either English and then under it will be Gaelic. And then there's some places where it's just Gaelic. Do they have Gaelic comics? Oh, I did go into a comic shop. And let me tell you, the folks in Ireland are paying a lot for their comic books. Oh. Like they had like trade. I remember they asked they had an invincible trade paperback, which we would pay like 12 bucks for here. It was like 22 euros or something like that. And the euro is like a buck 40. I was like, geez. But they have a yes. robust economy. Okay, so Night Nurse. Right, Night Nurse and Stephen Strange uh, getting it on is was hinted at at the end of Brian uh, Vaughn's miniseries, Doctor Strange: The Oath, which is um, awesome. Everybody should pick that up if they can. Yeah, I'm really good. I believe now. Um, is it out already, or is it? Yes, I believe. It. Okay, I think cool. it just came out. Yeah. Yet the Escapists is not. Um, so that stuff was all really good, and I enjoyed that just fine. And then we get to the point where Doctor Strange has to. Cast a spell to tell which Avenger, you know, like what each of the Avengers thinks they really are inside. Well, similar to a really couple are. issues ago, he cast a spell to see to to identify whether their intentions were pure, and everyone uh, passed. And I, I, th- I found it kind of like, so he's going to cast another spell. Here yeah, we go. yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, that's that's absolutely true. I think, and in having Doctor Strange around is kind of a. Yeah, it's kind of a gimme. It's so vague and like now, yeah. Now, just a curveball is what if Doctor Strange is a squirrel? These are fake squirrel spells. True. Yeah, well, but he showed up in his spells. I don't know. Well, the, the the spell was to show what people. What was the spell specifically? It was it was, it was who what? their who their true selves are. Yeah. And and what they think of themselves and everything inside. And so basically, it's a, it's hinted at at the cover, but it's a two page spread. Hinted and, at. Hinted at. It's it's shown. It's shown yeah, but you don't know what it is. Yes, you do. <laughs> well, no. When you see it on the cover, you don't know what it is because oh, right. you haven't yeah, read the exactly. book. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And I don't ever look at covers. I've realized because I didn't. Oh, they're great. No, I realized that. I just like, especially on weeks that I have the pick, I just start bombing through the stuff. Yeah, Um, no, I didn't. I didn't realize that's what they did until afterwards. Until I read Josh's review and looked at the cover. But this is something that they leaked 
months and months and months ago. So they try to whip up frenzy and the fans going, oh my god, what's happening? Oh, yeah. yeah I, I don't read that stuff thing. either. Um, so basically you go through it and, you know, and Luke Cage is, is 70s Luke Cage and he's badass. And, and my favorite part of the whole thing was they get to uh, Hawkeye and it's Captain America, which right. is just – that's – this is like basically a writer's exercise on how you get to know your characters. Right. Who well, are they? Was, what do they really thought- want? And what I thought was really interesting was not only – like it's a two-page spread and we see their like true self projections, but then it's them along the bottom and they're, they're kind of commentary. Right. Well, I, I got yeah. to Clint and I laughed out loud yeah. because you see the – and the Captain America is the biggest figure on the page. It's just yeah. sort of looming there and, and then Echo is like, oh, that's interesting. It's like, OK, keep going. Move along. Like he just yeah. doesn't want anybody to see it. And I just I laughed out loud because I was like, "That's he's just killed. He's nailing that character, and and it's yeah. taking a long time for him to come back to the sort of the Hawkeye that we've all known forever." Well, what what I think of, it's great about this Hawkeye about how he's writing him. Even in the beginning of the issue, he's in the shower, and it well, like it's it's him like he's looking at the Ronin mask, and he's taking a shower, and then Echo kind of walks in on him, mm-hmm. and she's like, "Oh my god!" And he's just like in or out. Like he, it's like Hawkeye's almost lost his like comedic edge. Yeah, like everything he's been through, and I think that's awesome. I think it's such a great ca- you know uh, what progress for that character. It's a, yeah, and you so. want it to come back. Yeah, totally, and it will. And, and you, yeah, you feel like it will. I don't want him to be Ronan anymore, but like I'm not impatient. That's with the it only bad I'm, part I think is that I don't feel any that there's any justification for him to remain Ronan. But I don't think he does either because by in that scene, him just looking at the mask, you know. Yeah, like, I mean, I think, I think he's just like what am I doing? You know, I think yeah. we're on the road to him coming back. Another yeah. really great thing about this is that I'm just realizing that you know. Just Jessica Jones is kind of on the team. Totally. And and yeah. like it's how great is it to have her around? Like every one of these characters, he's really good at writing. You know he used to complain about how he writes Wolverine? Yeah. yeah. That's gone. He's got I mean, it, yeah. He really has nailed that. And it's just for me, there was a lot of great books out this week, and maybe this was just like another Avengers issue, but I really dug it, and it's just like this to get a really good team book is starting to feel more and more rare. Right now, if you look right. at all the big team books, maybe JSA, but besides that, everything's sort of you know hit or miss. Mighty Avengers doesn't really show up that often. Um, I don't think that book still publishes it. It might be. I don't. Yeah. Talk I don't about know. a bomb. Talk about God. What a Talk bomb. about a disaster that was. Yeah. But, but anyway, so, it hasn't slowed this down, which I'm happy no. about. So we find out that presumably nobody on the team is a scroll, mm-hmm. and and at that moment, then Wolverine bursts in after his run in with the hood. Because um, he's found out that the hood has Deathlock, and he's going to stick Deathlock out on Tony Stark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't get that part. You didn't get that. You, well, Deathlock. They, I don't really. Uh, I've heard they the name. Said it. Did you read no. the last issue? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So I mean, yeah. I mean, no, Deathlock's I mean, I... like a cyborg, and he, you know, and and he he's apparently I guess he's some control on him, and he's going right. to stick him on. Yeah. So I mean, that's all you need to know. Is that no, yeah, and, then, and that's fine. I don't even. I like. I don't even remember that. Wasn't the. It's funny because there's different things that people like about different books. And like I sort of – obviously I glossed over all the stuff that I didn't really – Like the plot and the <laughs> – Well, no. I, it wasn't I think... that, it's not integral to this issue. That whole yeah, thing. No, it's the next, yeah, no. It's the next issue. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. For me, the very last page was kind of a downer because it wasn't clear from the art what was happening. Actually, well, yeah, I didn't and... really get the very end because it said so, there's yeah. symbiotes and I was like, Really? You've got to, you've got to know that symbiotes mean venom and that sort of. No, thing. I know that. Oh, you but... do know that, but it's just it's just from the from the big splash picture. You know, it's not. It's just like a bunch of yeah. ink. 
Yeah. The the end the ending was a little. It should have ended with them deciding. Okay, listen, we got to do the good guy shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know that's how it should have ended. You know, in my mind. But, okay. You know, I didn't, I don't get it's away. funny, is that you, you, that stuff is I'm all absolutely right. I'm not a, you know, you know, those are all really valid points. But I didn't. I was just kind of happy about having read it that I wasn't even. No, no, this is it. a really good comic. Like, we're not. Yeah. The yeah. Same yeah. Um, oh, yeah, yeah and and uh, Lionel Yu, Lionel Yu. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I thought he really did a good job on this one. Much tighter. Yeah. A lot, lot less sketch. So so good. It's getting so good. Yeah. I yeah. mean, like, there's improvement showing. Yeah. Um and and like the action scenes in the beginning are all really well laid out. I think the compositions are beautiful. It's really dynamic. Um and then all the little bits with the facial expressions and them, you know, going through all the character stuff in the middle with Stephen Strange, I thought was good. You know. Yeah. Yep. And then we find out what the baby's name is. That's right. They now, named did, her after Iron Fist. Yeah, that's sweet. Yeah. I couldn't quite tell if they were serious when, like, no, they were. That's why they were they were fucking around. But they yeah. were. Okay, that's yeah. what I, I mean. Yeah, second reading sort of gave me that. Um, I, I guess I just really dug this book. It, out of the, it's funny because I was kind of tired and beat when I was reading through everything, and this was really the only book that I was like, man, I really dug. I really enjoyed that. Like just sitting here looking through it again. Cool. Good stuff. Excellent. Awesome. Yes. So there are a whole lot of books we got to talk about. We're probably not going to yes. get to everything we liked this week, um, but we'll do what we can. We have a whole huge stack in front of us. Yeah. So, um, so moving over from the Marvel world over back to the DC world, um, the Justice League of America wedding special. Pick of the week. <laughs> really? Oh my god, it was good. <laughs> now, before we get into this, I didn't get the I didn't get the wedding plan or whatever. I thought this was a one shot, but this is an ongoing. No, this like, is a one shot. Are you sure? Because it ended on a cliffhanger, didn't it? Yeah, right. continue to Justice League of America 13. Oh, okay, because on the cover it says first issue, so I was confused. I thought maybe they'd be Yeah, another. that's what all, all specials say. I was under the impression that in the in the t- book called Wedding Special that there would be a wedding. Well, no. That did not happen. No. <laughs> no, Plus, I know. This, I know. This, this ushers in the Dwayne McDuffie era of, of Justice League, and it has washed every bad taste for Bad Meltzer's run out of my mouth within in one, one issue. One issue. Yeah. Uh, wow. Art by Mike McCone, who was the, awesome. Uh, wait, yeah. Before we get before we get onto the story, I forgot how good Mike McCone was. Yeah. It blew me away. This yeah. looks so good. Every page there wasn't a flawed page in this issue. If is this guy the is, is he going to be the artist on the regular series? I don't know. No, I think, think Mike McCone's just a, just a specialist. Oh, I yeah. think it's uh, it's uh, I think it's actually Ben still, but oh yeah. really? I know um, Gene Haw's got other issues coming up too. So and then, I think, but if. If you if you are a fan of the Justice League, you need to get this. Basically, the plot of this issue is um, the bachelor party and the bachelorette party, and then the um, the villains massing their army that they're going to attack the wedding with. Now we we see the reorganization of the Injustice League, right? The Injustice League, and no, wait, little... wait, just for people who like me, uh, the wedding being that of Green Arrow, Black and... Canary, yeah, Black Canary, and Green okay. Arrow, yeah, okay. and it's Ollie's bachelor party, Dinah's. Um, bachelorette party. Okay. Um, but there's a little dig at Meltzer in the first opening pages where yeah, you've got... There's a couple of Meltzer nods. One, The one is the villains are massing their Injustice League, uh, which they're calling the Injustice League Unlimited, which is a nod to the cartoon. Yeah. Um, and they're sitting around... Joker and Lex Luthor and Cheat are sitting around the table with pictures of villains. Picking the team, like like in Meltzer's mm-hmm. Justice League, which is... I thought that was funny, so... I did too, and only lasted three pages, which is... Uh... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not 17 um, issues? Yeah. No, uh, and um, what, what's great about this is there's a, it's a nice melding between the cartoon and the, and the comics. Because I've just been recently I've been watching a lot of the cartoons on DVD, 
and it's got a lot of feeling of of that. The characters are a little are a little. There's a little bit from both worlds in this, and I think did, it's great. Did McDuffie yeah. work on that show? Yeah, he was yeah. a producer writer. On, okay, yeah. on Justice the Cartoon. Now, now, I now, Connor, I'm glad. I'm so glad to hear that you liked it because I was mm-hmm. I was afraid you wouldn't like it because I loved it. We, I loved it. We find out that the Injustice League have a new hideout, and it's it's in the swamp, like in the Super Friends cartoons, and it's the same yeah. building. And yeah. I know that you reacted negatively to when they did that in Justice League with the Hall of Justice. Right. So why is it okay now? Well, that's that's just one pan. It's not it's not that it's not important to the story. Okay, right. Well, I mean, but the thing I mean, is, I this, is, this, is a, this is a, my thought as I was reading this. It was really good, but this is one step closer to that '70s. I don't want to say Silver Age, but that age of the Justice League that you don't really like, and one step away from the Morrison stuff that that I was, you know, knew about. You know, so yeah, I don't so, think that's true at all. The Wonder oh, yeah? Twins could show up no. at any moment. Yeah, no, no, I don't. I think this is way this is, this is much closer to the spirit of Morrison's Justice League than than, than Meltzer's was. Really? Okay. No, totally. Yeah. Okay. Um. Basically, the plot Mr. is. I didn't know Mr. Terrific had a had a uh, uh, evil amalgam. Apparently, he does. There's a the guy. Plot is, there's a guy with a jacket that says foul play on the on the on the sleeve. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. What is he, Mr. Awful? I don't know. They didn't say his name. He's just in the background when they're talking to the villains. <laughs> does he have a like a like he's an upside a, down got, T on his face? He's got something over his face. I don't know what it, what it is, but it's like all black on his face. Yeah. Yeah. Funny, so. so the plot the plot basically the plot is is Hal Jordan. And, they're having the bachelor party, and Hal Jordan tries to play the strippers with with, with a check, but they don't accept, accept a check. So he calls up Batman. Batman's gonna, you know, messenger him over some cash for the party. And there's like there's a lot of like good interpersonal stuff. And then the part that's a disaster. So they move the party to the Hall of Justice, where all the heroes show up. And um, in the midst of that, there's the, the injustice. The Injustice League attacks Firestorm off on the side, and Batman and and Roy like, leave the party to go investigate that, and then. Get caught up in the whole Injustice League forming brouhaha. They almost kill Firestorm. Yeah, they sent him to the yeah. intensive care unit, and um, the reason have been trying to do it for years. Yeah. Well, he's joining the team. Oh, oh, good. Did they drop anyone? Oh yeah, just Green, in the issue, Green Lantern is talking about how he's going to quit the team. Oh yeah, which I thought was good. Yeah. Well, John Stewart's joining the team, and um, <laughs> Firestorm's joining the team, and Hal's, Hal's leaving. I imagine Geoforce won't be around. Yeah. Um, and I didn't see – there was very little Red Tornado. He was mostly in the background. See, is there like a bet going on at DC to who can wield the largest team? <laughs> Maybe. Like, like the Legion guy's going, I've got you all beat. But So then then later in the issue, then they, uh, Wonder Woman and um, Hawkgirl go to visit Firestorm in the in the hospital. And they get che- attacked. Cheetah and Dr. Light kick their asses. And um, and then it ends with, with Superman at the bachelor party going, party's over. And, yeah. and they're they're gonna and all the heroes are gonna you know go kick ass. It looks yeah. So and then if you look the cover for next next month, it's a it's also a it's also a Meltzer tribute sort of. It's a cover from Justice League number one with with the villains. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, that's but awesome. uh, this was a lot of fun. This was this was the this was what Meltzer couldn't do, which was balance the personal with the action. Yep. This is full of great little scenes between. There's a great John Stewart Hal Jordan scene where Hal basically asks him to take his place in the team. Um, there's just great interpersonal stuff between uh, Ollie and Roy, and then Batman and Hal, and Batman and, and Roy, and then and then there's also just big time action in it. There's some bloody fights, and Firestorm just gets destroyed. And um, <laughs> it's good. It's really good. Um, I think if you're if you're into the Justice League and you want you're looking for more than what Meltzer had to give, this is definitely something to buy. It was it was awesome, and uh, I mean I was skeptical of McDuffie, but I'm I'm on board, and and we have the Lex battle suit. The green and purple yeah. battlesuit, and it doesn't wow. look stupid. So yeah, wow. it's awesome. So I and feel then, as if I missed something. 
and now I want to follow McCone wherever he goes because this is amazing. Yeah. So, but I think this thing did two things for me. One, it, it made me happy about Justice League again, and two, it made me really excited for the McDuffie run because yep. I didn't know what to expect. I, I didn't think it would be bad, but I just didn't know what, what it would bring. And this I've, heard, is really good. I've heard very, very mixed things about his run on Fantastic Four. Like, a lot of people really like it, mm-hmm. and then some do not. Yeah. But Well, that's that. Cool. All right. So, um,. Josh, Nova. you want to talk about Nova? Yeah. Um, I don't know why I keep liking this book. <laughs> <laughs> it, this was – I don't blame you. It was really I, good. Every issue I'm like, I hope this is the one I don't like. Yeah. And every issue I'm like, but I do. And I don't yeah. – this is like – and I don't like cosmic 70s comics all that much. But if I were going to, this would be the kind of book I'd like. Yeah. Like it, it was um, – But it's, big, it's, it's, it's modern. It's recent. It, so. No, it is. But like if you look at like the bits – uh, with um, with Richard Ryder and and whoever the evil woman is, like they're totally uh-huh. like pinups yeah. and you know like it's just a little hyper real and it just it feels like a '70s comic book in a way that like the Morrison Batman issues did, I think yeah. in a really good way. Um, and but they keep I don't know I'm just fascinated by the fact that he keeps making and breaking these characters. Yeah, and he's still juggling those balls in the air like it's not. It isn't getting tight. I'm sorry. They actually. Abnett uh, Abnett and Lanning. Um, You know, like basically what happened before was Richard Ryder was turned into one of the the bad people. um, And then this other Cree woman was taken over. You know, and and all this seems sort of gimmicky, but it's fun. Yeah. No, I mean this this, this definitely keeps it going. This book has not paused or taken, you know – you know, rested on its laurels at all. You know it's, what I mean? Like, and, and what's funny is that thinking about it, when you look at the whole issues up to this, up to date, you know, all six issues, mm-hmm. they totally got they got pulled in by editorial to bring Nova back to Earth. Yeah, and that didn't didn't kill the momentum, mm-hmm. and they just did that, and then they came back and they dove right into the the story that they're telling, and that's yeah. so cool. So yeah, so it's I'm just a fun book, and like it's I mean, I guess it's tied into this other annihilation thing, but I wouldn't know it. I don't know what the other books involved are. I don't, you know. I'm just having fun with it. I, I think it's one of those one of those good books that, that people should be reading. That I'm guessing a lot of people aren't. Yeah. And I guess I owe you for that one too, Richards. Yeah. Booyah. <laughs> Damn. I booyah. I'm sorry. That's all uh, I have on that. I'm racking them up. So, um, I think my pick of the week, if I had done the pick this week, would have been DMZ number twenty three. Well, thank God um, you didn't. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> um, and it's 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 okay to talk about because this is it's a single one shot issue. Uh, big arc just ended, and it looks like the, this little one shot is go is before the next arc. Um, so I'm not going to get into details because because uh, I really want you guys, and I know you guys read this in trade, and you'll eventually read it. But Connor, I almost want to next like I might give you this issue to read because one thing about DMZ is that new, and we talked about it in, in the video episode where we talked to Brian Wood, the writer about it. Um, new York is a character, and this issue, he, it's not the main character, but it's like the secondary character. Um, it's a one-shot focusing on a citizen of the city in the DMZ. Matt, Matty Roth isn't in the issue at all. In fact, he's in, he has one little cameo in one panel. That's it. But it's focusing on this graffiti artist um, made, named Decade Later. That's his tag. And it's basically his story about his life before the war and then his life during the war. And it is just – it just shows how the survivors of what this war is going on and the people of New York City 
and um, an example of just one person, you know, sticking to their laurels, sticking to their guns, always believing that the city will be there no matter what will happen. And it just it just kind of shows that kind of it's a bit of a love letter to New York in some way. And um, and it also um, it ends in Queens um, in one of my favorite parts of Queens. Um, and Astoria? It, no. Oh. Um, what are you crazy? Uh, no, the the Corona Park train station. Um, uh. But um and I don't want to give it away. I want I and like I said, Connor, I'll lend it to you to read it because I know that you you share my love of the of New York City and the the you know the kind of history and the, the geography and stuff like that. But it just was just so well done, and it, again, like kind of like character study, similar to New York New, uh, New Avengers, but it just shows how Wood is just dialed into this idea of people surviving in the city. So after this war, so uh, awesome, really, really good. It feels really like good. that anyway without a war. Yeah, but um, fantastic. Ugh. So. Uh, so yeah, so that DMZ twenty three just totally did it for me. I know there, we don't often get a chance to talk about it. And there hasn't been a bad issue of that, has there? I don't think so, to be honest. No. With you. Wow. The, the art two is two years really of that, two years of comics. Solid, solid. Yeah, so, yeah. It's damn. That's his, that's his wheelhouse. Yeah. This was uh, Green Lantern week, apparently. It, everywhere I turned, Green Lantern popped up, and I'm looking at four covers in front of me where there's a Green Lantern on them. Green Lantern twenty three, Countdown thirty three, The Search for Ray Palmer, and Booster Gold all had. A Green Lantern on the cover. Yep, a Green Lantern. But possibly the best cover of them all was Green Lantern number 23. Right. This cover, as soon as I saw it on the rack, I was like, oh, that's going to be good. (laughs) It's a homage homage to Green Lantern number 49, which is the one where he had all the Green Lantern rings on his finger when he killed them all. When he went power hungry. Um, So essentially in this issue, the the Sinestro War wages on and um, Hal's ring is running out of power, so he – Grabs a whole bunch of Sinestro core rings and juices them up, and is using his willpower to keep the fear back, to keep the evil back, and use them to fight. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, awesome. This book is almost too much. <laughs> I agree with you. It's on the edge. Yep. It's, it's like it's like right the edge. It's right there, and I think that that's fantastic because you want to talk about over the top. This is like the Gary Oldman of comic books. Like <laughs> it's just continually like you know, I'm always right on the edge of okay, that's almost too much, but it's not quite. Yeah, you know, I, I think it's like I was I was thinking as I was reading this. It's kind of like riding a bucking bronco. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm barely holding on to the story. I barely can tell what's going on, but it's damn exciting. Yeah, it's funny because right when I started, I was like, "Wait a minute, have I missed something?" And then I was really like, "No, no, I'm, I haven't. This is right where we left off. I just have to." You literally this, hold on. It's like you can feel the tires just about to break loose. This yeah. I have to. I, I mean, I'm going to make a bold statement. I don't know if this is the best thing Jeff Johns has ever done because I'm a huge fan of his flash work and stuff like that. But this is the strongest thing Jeff Johns has ever done in, that, in my mind. In that it's a crossover that you don't need to read all the parts. Yeah. Which is genius. That's true because I dropped, I dropped off GLC after. The yeah, first I don't read GLC either. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's amazing. It's and and it's so big in scope and in and in you know in in terms of what it's doing with the cosmic and then with it ends with this issue with them bringing it back to Earth. Mm-hmm. So like it, this this has been this I really think this has been the sleeper event of the summer that everybody should be reading and if they're not then they're morons. Yeah, yeah. you know and after. What was really a lackluster sort of run at, up to this point? Yeah, you know, Green Lantern was was hit or miss kind of. Um, I'm really glad to see it be big and exciting. It's just this like strong to just yeah. have them breathe this life into this universe and this sort of sector, twenty eight fourteen. Uh, you know, of everything, <laughs> it's great. Now, yeah. now, now, the other side of it is if you're not good at ignoring continuity. You know, maybe this isn't for you. <laughs> well, what, what is the continuity problem? Well, I mean, oh, I, got, know, I, I got a continuity problem later, and we'll talk about it later. Yeah, <laughs> we'll get to that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll definitely get to that. But first, you should get to Jim Haley's universe. 
Yeah. If you want to pick up these Green Lantern issues because they're so good. Um, uh, it's one of America's best and most progressive comic book stores. Jim Hanley's Universe offers the best selection of comic titles and related merchandise from mainstream to manga to minis to – hell, they got porno comics if you need them. Jim Hanley's Universe has it all and when you're in New York City, come visit the place where art and literature meet – Jim Hanley's Universe. They have uh, everything there. It's it's overwhelming. Almost like the Green Lantern book. Yes. <laughs> you walk in there and it's like, oh man, there's almost too much in here for me. Look at the t-shirts. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, they are located in Midtown Manhattan, right across from the Empire State Building on 33rd, um, or on Staten Island at uh, 325 New Dorp Lane, which I like saying for some reason. And so if you go by the store and you heard about it here, uh, tell them my fanboy sent you because we we appreciate that. Um, and then you can go to the website, which is jhuniverse.com, or visit them on MySpace, which is myspace.com slash Jim Hanley's Universe, which is where art and literature meet, I believe. It is. Yes. I, saw, I saw them. They were totally flirting. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jim Hanley's Universe. <laughs> so... Um... <laughs> Do you know how sincere that was? It really was, too. <laughs> Uh, Trials of Shazam. I don't yeah. know if this book is bi-monthly or comes out every six weeks, but it feels like it takes forever. I, I don't forever. know anything about this book. <laughs> no, I mean I, I have the, fir- the first trade. It's awesome, but I'm surprised they're only at number eight because I got the trade one through six. So you did get the trade though, so you do yeah. sort of know what I'm. This is one of the best books coming out of DC right now. I I really like this book, and it doesn't come out often enough. Unfortunately, that's its sort of one downfall. But like each issue is getting better and better, and and Howard Porter. Who uh, Connor, you know, introduced me to, I believe, uh, via the JLA, is just yes, not personally. <laughs> Howard meet Josh. Josh meet yeah. Howard. <laughs> hey, they're like BFF now. It's amazing. So, what do yeah. you do? Um, <laughs> and uh, but he he's basically adopted a new style for this, which is this like sort of sketchy pencily style. And I think he's which is funny because didn't he adopt a new style for the first the, the when it started? Or no, it's the same style. Oh, it's the same? Oh, okay. Oh, there were only eight issues in. Oh, okay. Oh, right. Um. It's been about a year. I think it's actually coming out every six weeks. It's, I think it's actually regular. I think it's less than that. I think it's less than that. All right. Well, I think it's actually a regular schedule. It's just they're spaced out a little further than every every month. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I don't know if they're necessarily late because Howard Porter's doing everything, art and cover. He's doing the colors, the inks, everything. Um, but basically this is – this is really good Judd Winnick, who's who's the writer on it. Like he, he's, I, it's impressing me because I've been reading Judd Winnick stuff since since he started writing comics, basically. Um, and he's he's gotten to be quite good, I think. Uh, and this is a really good example of when he does work really well. Um, I just really like it. I wish it would come out more often, and I would suggest it more. But I think this is going to make a great couple of trade paperbacks. Isn't it? Isn't it a twelve issue mini? Or what it's is it? a twelve issue maxi series, I believe. Right. Yeah, um, yeah. Basically, th- there's like a bunch of gods on Earth hiding among men, which is the Neil Gaiman formula. Um, but it doesn't feel like it's been done a lot of ways. And this is a this is a, a take on Atlas, who's holding up the whole world, and and what that actually means in today's society. Uh, it's really really cool. Cool. I highly awesome. recommend it. Daredevil 100. 100 this, issues. Talk about a good way to kick off the 100th issue of this run. Yeah. I will I will give you I will give you five reasons why this issue was awesome. Are they Michael Lark, John <laughs> Romita Sr., Gene Colan, Bill Sienkiewicz, and Alex Maleve. Don't forget Lieber Mayho who can put some pencil uh, to paper. I'm not a fan of the Lieber Mayho. But yeah, we got to give his skill credit though. Or Look the Marco de Jujurik. Yeah. Yeah, I mean they were okay. They were okay. I usually when I pick up a book that's this thick, 
I'm expecting to see a bunch of crap that's useless to me in the back. Yeah. Uh, not the case this time. I thought this, this was, was a really cool way of doing things. Well, it's no different than anything else. Just, they just reprinted old issues from the yeah. from the the run, but there were issues I bet you never read before. I certainly did not. And they were, you know, like these issues are the storyline story. is a throwback to a very old storyline. And what a what a cool way to be like. This is where it comes from. You know, most yeah. people aren't going to go through the the trouble of tracking them down, and they're reprinted beautifully. Yep. I mean, like, I don't know if it's new coloring or or what, but. Oh yeah, well it's totally. I mean, it's just it's it's benefiting from reprinting, and yeah. I, doubt, I doubt they probably recolored them. But I mean, it's just a matter of the printing on good paper as opposed to the crappy paper. Yeah. What we're talking about is Daredevil 100. Um, in the issue, um, basically, Daredevil goes gets attacked by Mister Fear or whatever his name is. Whatever I believe it's Mister Fear. Mister Fear. Yeah. And and in a fear-induced haze, we see um, a bunch of different artists rotate different kind of scenes, which are different kind of memories in Matt's life and bring up his fears. But what Josh is talking about in the back in the back of the issue, they've reprinted Daredevil number ninety um, from back in I believe the seventies or the early eighties. Um, I think it's the seventies. Oh, it's got to be the seventies. Yeah, it's got to be the seventies. Daredevil ninety and what was the other issue? Let me turn to it. The title page: Daredevil ninety one, which are back when Daredevil lived in San Francisco, <laughs> and him and the Black Widow fought Mister Fear. Um, so it gives it context to give you an understanding of what this character. Because I had no idea who this character was. So. Who we learned on today. I learned today on the forums. Uh, Fear seems like a knockoff of the Scarecrow, but he actually yeah. came first. Oh, no, yeah. Scarecrow came first. Well, Fear Scarecrow came second. Scarecrow fear came had first. The fear had the, the fear gasp before right. Scarecrow. But the, yeah. but the, the character came for a second. Right, exactly. But like this sort of character with the fear gas, uh, this was 65, whereas that version of Scarecrow was 67. Yeah. If the, I was, if the uh, web is to be believed. Yeah. I was thoroughly bored by this comic. <laughs> <laughs> I ended up skimming about 75% of it. Uh-huh. And uh, I can see that it, when when you highly, rotate disappointing. when you rotate through these many little kind of mini stories, it, yep. I see how it gets hard to stick through. Mm-hmm. But I, I honestly, I I read this maybe I, it, uh, this is you know we're very close to Wednesday. It's not you know just so people know in real time. I've already read this book four times. Really? Yeah, and just in terms of reading it once through, then really absorbing the art, then reading it again, and it, I just it was I mean as a Marvel kind of fanboy and the kind of people they put on this book, mm-hmm. I I just it was great to see. Sinkevich next to Gene Colan, and it was great yeah. to see Romita, Romita Senior, and Malieve again on Daredevil. I mean, you know, yes, oh. I, I, I understand the point that the story was kind of hard to follow, um, but I didn't think it was hard to follow. It was just I didn't care. I think yeah. I'm getting to the point now where I'm like, I, I basically just read the art after a certain point. After, after once the new artist started showing up, I basically just ignored the dialogue because yeah. I didn't. Care. I kind of nothing, nothing did really that. happened in the story. The story didn't move forward. Yeah. I mean, we we had we had story move forward in the last four pages where somebody blown up, um, right. and, and there's a rumor, there's a theory that it might be Ben Yurick, and I really hope it's not. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, and then and then Matt found out that Mila was um, was what should we call it was arrested. Right. So that's really all that happened. You're absolutely right, but it's funny because just going through this, I, I really do. Th- I think the story was a little slow as well. But like just going through this, I was just looking at the pages a lot more than yeah, I do most yeah. books. And then I actually found myself really appreciating the classic Gene Colan art. Like, yeah, the, that he's got chops, man. Totally, yep. he's, he's, I mean, he's he's amazing. No, yeah, and I and I like. People talk about stuff like that and how you know how classic artists were, but you don't often get a chance to really sit there and look through the stuff. And these yeah. are these pages are so dynamic, like they're so full of energy. I, I know we were really hard on um, Sienkiewicz with that flash cover, mm-hmm. right? But goddamn, these two pages. 
<laughs> like God, like Jesus, like that's that's what I'm talking about. You know, which like, covers did you guys get? I got the Turner one. Um, I don't even know. Let's see. What does it look like? It's a Daredevil, and behind him is Elektra and uh, Black Widow and Iron Fist. Oh, you and got Spider-Man. you got the good cover then. Oh, yeah. what's the other one? Oh, the Michael Turner awful. Oh, the one oh horrendous, horrendous. It was okay. Let's be. Nice. No, it was terrible. I'm okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, it, it you know, fit at all the bits of the book. It's fine. Move on. Like Michael Turner should never draw Daredevil. It's fine. No, it's not. Just Society of America number nine. <laughs> I didn't get this book. I forgot to buy it. Son of a bitch. Stupid. You suck. Not you only lose. that, and not only that, but also my store didn't get Fear Agent. So I'm, I missed Fear Agent and this book. I'm that's so pissed. That's a, you need that's a, a store. Yeah. And I yelled at them, like, why didn't you get Fear Agent? Like, it doesn't sell. And I was like, fuck, it does sell. Then you awesome. should sell it. Put it at the I edge of the end cap and tell people yeah, it's freaking I'm working, awesome. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Jeez. All right. So, All right, so this, this, is, this is kicking off the um... – I'm gonna put. I'm gonna walk away. So one of you call so, me when it's over. No. This is kicking off the Kingdom Come sequel. Oh, crap! Oh yeah. <laughs> now it's only it's only the basically the prologue. Next next month really is where it starts, Ron. Okay. Yeah. But, it's, uh, it's basically 20, 20 to twenty one pages of character development until yeah, this the is, end. You know, this is the classic uh, calm before the storm issue where they all the characters sort of just sort of hang out in between events. You know, that used to be the commonplace thing between in like Justice League books or just JSA books where, mm-hmm. you know, you had like a four-issue big storyline and you get one issue of them hanging around the, the headquarters. Yeah. It was, them hanging out with a firehouse. It was great. Yeah. It was fun for that. And like it wasn't like the greatest thing ever, you know, the most compelling no, story they were hanging ever. out at a firehouse, Wildcat put on an exhibition boxing match with his son for charity. Which and was awesome. Fire. Yeah, <laughs> and they would have fought a fire. And then, it was uh, the silliest splash page of all time. But I loved it. They're they're yeah. they're on with the fire truck. Yeah. Where <laughs> they make Alan Scott look older than anyone in the world. Anyway, well, I, I, what I liked about that, I thought about that, was the art made the actual older characters look old, which yeah. is good. You don't often have them look drawn to look older. But I like, thought they were de-aged. They're de-aged a little bit. But they're not. They should be ninety years old. They're not ninety years old. Right. They're older. They're middle-aged. Yeah. Um, but then at the very end, uh, Starfi- Starman accidentally opens up a wormhole to the Kingdom Come multiverse, and Superman pops out. Awesome! Yeah, so that's that's where it ends. Basically, it's 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 a bridge issue from it, from events. So, lots of fun. Yeah, I'm gonna go back to the store tomorrow and buy it. You will enjoy oh. it. Yay! All right. So, um, countdown. There was uh, two books related to countdown this week. Countdown 33, and now. Our longtime listeners might remember several years ago I enjoyed a book, a series um, called X-Men, The End, Men, and X-Men, right. which we all said possibly <laughs> had three. The, the most ridiculous um, title ever. Yes. Countdown Presents The Search for Ray Palmer, Wildstorm. I'm nominating is the latest, awful, most awful title ever. Not as bad as the X-Men title. I, I kept – I was looking at it. And I was trying to figure out if – when I was spacing the script, I was trying to figure out if that was two books or one. Oh, yeah, no. Absolutely. I couldn't figure it out. So the, the title of the book I think is The Search for Ray Palmer. It happens right. to be presented by within the pages of Countdown, and I think each issue is a different Earth in the multiverse. And yes. this one happens to be Earth number 50, the Wildstorm universe. Right. That's a bad title. It was great. <laughs> It was it was it was okay. It was no, it was great. It was I didn't know what to expect. In fact, I was a little worried about it, but it was a lot of fun. 
It was fun. Yeah, I'll give you that. It was fun. But this is where we get into the, the what previously we were talking about the continuity problem, which is in Countdown Thirty Three. We see um, Donna Troy, Jason Todd, and the the Monitor joined by Kyle Rayner. Right. Yeah. What the and, hell? And he's also in the search for Ray Palmer. And apparently, if you go back to Green Lantern number twenty three, Kyle Rayner is Parallax and about to destroy Coast City. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you didn't think that would actually happen, did you? <laughs> I didn't read the book yet. Yeah, but you know, you know that guy sent us an email complaining that 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 every other Marvel book was ruining the cliffhanger in Mighty Avengers yeah. about Tony Stark being alive or dead, and we yeah. said you don't think he's actually dead, do you? It's the right, same true. thing. Good point. Good point. Yeah, good point. So you didn't think Kyle would actually be a villain, especially since he was in all the advanced publicity for this Wildstorm book. For I know. Countdown I know. It just it was it just a little jarring. That's I was all. confused, and I don't like his costume. I keep there. Thinking... There, I said it. Well, yeah, but that, you've been saying that forever. No, I never, I never said that. That's Connor's been saying that. Oh, I, lo- I love the cl- I loved his classic Green Lantern costume. Yeah, the, the one they started with, and this one has. Oh, that, look- was, that one was awful. I love that one. Oh, I love. Oh no, 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 no. Well, this was Ron Mars writing Kyle, which I know all you Kyle fans love. So this was yeah, that was he, great. He did a good job. I love the con- I love the crossover. You know where you go to different universes, and this is where they face off against the Authority and other people in in uh, Wildstorm, and uh, it was fun. I think it was a lot of fun. This is one of the most fun parts of Countdown. This whole team. That that Ray Palmer is a slippery little squirt, isn't he? He really is. They just can't get, get a handle on him. So he's wee. I enjoyed it, but I, th- I think it's really funny. And this, I know, I know it's not on the list, but Booster Gold number two this week was really good. I love yeah. the fact that we've got this book and Booster Gold showing us the different multiverses. Like yep. we get it twice. I love that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this is this is fun. I, I'm now looking forward to the rest of these. The next next one they're going to the Crime Syndicate Earths. Did right. this did this tie in with Countdown? Well, yeah, they, yeah. They, they went off in Countdown. The team got together when Kyle came back, and they went off to find find Ray, and this is where they went. Okay. And I, I love the dynamic between Kyle and Jason Todd. I think that's great. It's kind of obvious, but it's good. Um, I, I thought, I, I mean, I enjoy, I enjoyed it. I thought it was, it was okay. I didn't think it was great. I didn't think the art in the Search for Ray Palmer was that great. Um, okay. Yeah, but um, I thought the art in Countdown this week was was really awful. Oh, really? I liked it a lot. I, I liked everybody it. had the giant bulky chests and little little heads like through the whole thing. It was weird. You know, what was funny though was that after about halfway through it, I stopped to look to see who it was, and so that's my sign that it was good. Yeah, I liked. It. I thought it was one of the better artists they've had. I think Countdown is really starting. The last month of Countdown has been fantastic. And this this issue was no exception. And this one, what, this is what the, this is what they are. They're finally getting around to what they said it would be, which was a trip through the spine of the DCU. And it's really starting to come together. I think. Yeah, Ooh. I didn't. I agree. I, I, didn't, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't feel that way. I read the last two issues of Countdown, in the la- and I was really not enjoying them for whatever reason. And maybe I was getting hooked up on the art or something like that, or. I don't know. I just didn't really. I didn't really like them. I'm losing a little interest. I could see that because it's it's, it's totally fringe and like whereas 52, like you had something vested in Montoya, yeah, and you know, like I feel as a 52, gra- I could see 52 grabbing you more than this. Yeah, I, I, that makes sense. 52 exists more on its own. This is this yeah. is if you're this reading is on the, the outskirts other books. of DC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. yeah. Yeah, I like it a lot. I'm really I like happy it. With yeah. So, um, all right. And real quickly, I wanted to mention um, a book uh, drafted number one. Um, it was published by uh, Devil's Due Publishing or DDP, as they're calling themselves now. Um, and I know up till now, really? up till now, yeah. So just, just well, like DDP. a wrestler. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> Diamond Dallas Page comic books. But um, <laughs> but up till now, honestly, up until this Wednesday, I have completely dismissed Devil's Due as just doing GI Joe and all this kind of crap over and over again. But I've heard rumblings that they've been doing. Uh, apparently, Hack Slash is supposed to be really good. That horror book. I'm not really into horror, so I haven't read it. Um, 
But this one kind of jumped out at me. It's written by Mark Powers, who used to be an editor in the X office in the 90s on Marvel. I remember um, that name. Yeah. And it's drawn by Chris Lee or Lie, L-I-E. I don't know how to say spells it. Um, basically, the premise is, is that um, we get all these little vignettes of, of people on Earth not getting along, like the, you know, the Middle East and in America and in Afghanistan, all this kind of stuff. And ultimately, they, everybody gets contacted at once by some alien saying, Earth is going to be destroyed unless you all join up together as one, one people and fight. And so that's where the title Drafted comes in, where this alien invasion is coming in, and the people of Earth, the, the subheadline is One World, one, pe- one People, One Purpose. And it's got everybody in uniform with guns. And it looks to be similar to kind of Fear Agent in that, but it's actually showing the, the war on Earth, and it's, it's probably t- being told in a different way. But the, the idea of that, what if all the people of Earth united as one, dropped all their problems, and just defended themselves? Uh, and, yeah, like that'll happen. Right, I know, true. But, um, that's, but, a very, that's a pretty common conceit in sci fi, I think. Yeah, no, I, I think I – think, yes, it is, but this was done well at least in the first issue. I was impressed by the first issue because we really – all you got was these little vignettes and you got the challenge and you see what happens and, and you kind of start to see the characters start to merge out. Um, the art kind of reminded me of um, Alfonso, Alfano, whatever from Runaways. Oh. Uh, reminded me of that. And I don't know. It just it just kind of jumped out at me and I, I gave it a shot and it was pretty good. I saw the title and I went to look it up and I saw that it was a sci-fi book and I didn't want to do it. I was like, oh, is it a war book? And it wasn't. So I was like – Well, yeah. It's a, a sci-fi war. Yeah. yeah so. I just wanted a straight war book. It's because yeah, I'm reading enough. the Band of Brothers book right now. I want more of that. Yeah. Yeah. So – Cool. All right, cool. So, um, all right, so that that was our books. It was a big week. There's, I got a stack just as big as this stack that we could have yep. talked about, but you know, yeah. X Factor and and you know, loners and Ultimate Spider-Man. And Fables and Jack of Fables came out this week, but we would have talked about the same week. thing we talked about last time. But anyway, so let's dive into the email. So our first yes. email comes from my friend Vicious Smith from New York City. Um, who says that on the internet, some people bit toward entire seasons of televisions, movies, and even books. They share their files peer to peer. I have just as much of a problem with that as I do two types of people, the manga squatters and the comic book flippers. I don't buy manga or books at the store, but the very idea that people sit on the floor of a store and read entire books one after another enrages me. One of the reasons I longer go to the physical comic book shop is because of the people who decide to stand in a limited space in a comic book store like Midtown Comics and flip through book after book. Some people justify this by saying they're previewing a book to see if it's good, yet I can't eat a bunch of grapes at the same time to see if I like them. I have to purchase them. Are you one of the people against reading parts of a book or whole books while others people have to suffer taking up the space? Does it actually help newer, less prominent books if people flip through them? Isn't the cover of a book designed to sell you on purchasing it? He's I very, think Vicious has a hard time going out. Yeah, he's lot, really angry all the time. Yeah, he a really lot of, is. A lot of bookstores encourage to you sit and read it. Barnes & Noble. Those Barnes & Noble built on that. They've got reading areas for you to sit and read. Now, here's the thing where I agree with them is that if you go to Midtown Comics in Manhattan on Wednesday, you know, it's a zoo. And but, that's not the time to do it. Yeah, and but at the I, same I, I time, could, that's Midtown Comics on a Wednesday. Go to a smaller shop. Go yeah. on not on Wednesday. Yes, that's exactly. That's or throw true. a few elbows. I used to enjoy that. Yeah, yeah I hate true. when people cross the line. Midtown has a line taped on the floor that you're supposed to stand behind the line so people can reach and people are beyond the That's what pisses me off. Well, I used yeah. to walk through that and just elbow people. Connor, yeah. do, you remember, do you remember our favorite people? The search for uh, the, the best copy people? Yeah, the, the oh, oh, those fuckers. <laughs> oh, like and, and that's the time when you reach through and you grab it and you squish one in the meantime. <laughs> I don't want this one. No, no. Oh, sorry. And you just take anyone off the top. Oh, I hate them. Yeah. The, actually, the reason that I, I, I wanted to talk about this this letter too was because this – it's funny because that's how I read Preacher. Because when yeah. I didn't have enough money to buy all the trades, I would go to Barnes & Noble or I think – and I would just sit there and read through Preacher books. I got through like six Yeah, but six it's different at Barnes & Noble than a cramped comic book store. I, I know, but – you know the the thing is, most comic shops aren't like Midtown Comics, which if you've yeah. ever been there is just crazy. Um, That's why you, you go know, to Hanley's? 
Yes, um, which can also be crazy on a Wednesday. Yes, it can. It can. But the like, aisles are thin. Yeah. You know, yeah. the thing is, that's up to the comic shop. If they want to sit there and let people read the stuff, then you know that's and, their way to sell stuff. And I have issues with their organization, but whatever. So. <laughs> I will flick. Th- I will flick through um, books that I'm on the fence about to see if something grabs me or the art grabs me or something. But I won't. You, you know, totally I don't read do them, that. but I'll flip through them certainly. Yeah. I'm guessing for the and most part. Buy them. I'm guessing for the most part, people who flip through books, that's going to lead to more sales than not. Yeah, in absolutely. the long run. So you know, and whatever. you can't count on covers because a lot of them hire big name cover artists who don't reflect the. the That's true. Interior. When's the last time Michael Turner did an interior? Hmm. Ah, that'd be nice. Anyway, okay. So vicious. I hear your. I hear your pain. So, all right. Brandon so, Brandon McCracken. He writes and says, "I, was, <laughs> I love that name, McCracken." I, I checked to see if it was fake. <laughs> And how did you figure out? How did you look it up? Because no, because his like his his, part of the FBI. His email address references it. I see. I was just wondering if you could help explain the different multiverses in comics. I have been reading comics for for about a year. I really don't understand which comics are in which universe, especially in Marvel. If you could explain, I would really appreciate. Keep up the good work. Uh, well, when a mommy loves a daddy very much. <laughs> uh, well, I just got the DC out of the way. There's 52 DC multiverses, and you can find you can find lists of them online. Go to Wikipedia. There's a whole long list. Post the, the Prime Earth is Earth One, Earth Prime. Yep. Uh, and now they seem to be numbered like wild. Actually, no. New Earth. New Earth is Earth, New Earth is the is the regular Earth, and then there's Earth One, which I haven't explained yet. But, so yeah. no, we and, can't explain it. But you'll no, there's a that. list online. There's, yeah. there's, you can go to Wikipedia, but what about Marvel? Marvel, same thing, and, and Josh, I'm going to tell you, just don't say a word. Um, go to uh. Wikipedia and just type in Earth 616, and that will load up That will load up the information about the current Marvel continuity, which is on Earth 616, and there will be links to the other multiverses, the other Earths, like the Ultimate Universe and the and – the, um, the, Squadron Supreme? The, the Squadron Supreme Universe and uh, all the different multiverses, the Marvel Zombies one, all the different ones, they all have number designations similar to the same way. It has the whole history on there. Go to Wikipedia. Kingdom Come Earth is Earth-22. Yeah. So. I don't, the, I don't know any of this DC, stuff. The new front, DC, the new frontier is Earth-21. Yeah, you see, I love this shit. I mean, like, I know you, 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 I mean, we complain and everything, but, like, when I was, when I first started reading comics, I was reading Excalibur, and there was an issue where Captain Britain went to the Captain Britain Corps, which are, and there's a Captain Britain from each of the Earths, and they were, like, and you got this glimpses in the different Earths. I love that. For some reason, I just, it's the idea, it's the ultimate, like, you know, yeah. alternate, you know, you know, the Age of Apocalypse Earth, you know, like, there's yeah. all these different, you know, the Heroes Reborn Earth, like, there's all these different kind of things, and it just, it's, it's, abs- it, it, it widens your eyes even more wider than, than the original comic can even do right. you know so that's what Earth I five is the captain marvel family nice anyway all right so brandon go to wikipedia that's your friend um yeah. but right, i don't last... know any of that stuff and i still enjoy my books so you, you know you don't even know what the plot of the new avengers was <laughs> <laughs> who did that book <laughs> all right so our next email comes from andy l from boston um, who's just reading some old jla trades and then and then i moved to some new avengers trades after comparing the superheroes on both sides of the proverbial fence there were two details that struck me as worth noting it seems to me that DC heroes tend to have recognizable symbols on their uniforms that we, the readers, identify with. Batman, Superman, Green Lantern, The Flash, Wonder Woman, Hawkman, etc. They all have symbols that you can recognize as be belonging to that hero. If you see a red and yellow S, you know it's soups. Marvel heroes, with a few exceptions, don't have that same characteristic. The X-Men, Spider-Man, Daredevil, and a few other have their own logo. One could argue Cap shield, Cap's shield is a symbol, but what does Marvel – but beyond that, Marvel doesn't really utilize the hero symbol in the same way DC does. Any thoughts on why? And then also, no one in the Marvel Universe wears capes, but everybody and their mother wears them in the DC world. What's that all about? People wear capes in Marvel. People, yeah, not, not, not as prevalent as in DC. Only um, silly Thor, characters. Moon Knight, Sentry, people are. 
Right, yeah, the people they, they do exist, but not again. Not yeah. I think they're more prevalent in DC. I think he's yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I like the symbolism of DC. I love the JLA Watchtower with the table with their little logo yeah. on the chair. I always love that. I love and, that. Yeah, yeah. And the, and Claremont did that with the X Men when they were in Australia, and I love that they had a little table table of chairs and they each had their own logo on the chair. It was awesome. What was Cyclops's logo? He wasn't on the team. At it that was point. a wet blanket. Fuck <laughs> you. He wasn't on the team at that. He was an X Men. It was a whistle. It was a stick um, up an ass. I think. <laughs> I really like Cyclops, although he was hilarious in X Factor this week. He was, yeah, was, that yeah. was great. Go ahead. Anyway, but um, I I think Marvel does use the symbol, but they've they've definitely drifted away from it in recent time. It's um, just like a modern design thing, like where it's like yeah. where the whole DC universe is based on the tradition and the legacy and everything, and the symbols play into that a lot. Like Marvel's more into being edgy, I guess. Yeah. And, and, well, like, and all, all the sixties characters, like Spider Man, the Fantastic Four, Daredevil, they've all got symbols. The X Men all had the X symbols for a while. All those Phoenix, Phoenix had a logo. I mean, but then, but then you look at the Hulk. But well, I guess his, his whole body is a symbol. Yeah, I, I thought it was his purple pants were his logo. I think I think really what Marvel does is Marvel is that the essence of the character or the or the the conceit to the character is that symbol. Yeah, I know. That's right. kind but, then, of, but then the, the Bedrock characters, so the the pillars, all have symbols. Yeah. Captain America has got you know the star or the A. You take take, take, take your pick on that one. The, the, all those main bedrock guys have them. Yeah. So it's a good question though, and so yeah. So if you have a good question, you can email us at contact at ifanboy.com. Um, we love to get them, and we've been. I know personally, I've been playing catch up on my email, and we respond to every email we get, and we love. Yes. It. So thank you. Uh, Netflix has over seventy five thousand movies, no late fees, free shipping both ways, and they got fast delivery. They got plans starting as low as four ninety nine a month, and if you go to www.netflix.com slash ifanboy you get a two week free trial at Netflix alright on to the voicemail our first voicemail asks a question about a very popular series that we haven't talked that much about hello ifanboy my name is Kevin I'm from Brooklyn and uh, I'm calling with two questions actually the first uh, is about the Incredible Hulk uh, now I know you guys really don't uh, talk much about the uh, the Incredible Hulk uh, uh, World War Hulk series but um, I've been reading, and pretty much I've been watching the Hulk to just mull through the entire Marvel Universe almost single-handedly. And um, I guess my question is, is he really that powerful? Uh, I mean, I know that the matter he gets, the stronger he gets, but it seems like he, if he gets mad enough, he can pretty much take on the entire Marvel Universe. Um, and uh, I just think that that's ridiculous. Um, I always thought that the most powerful, the ultimate force in the Marvel Universe was the power cosmic, uh, but I guess it's uh, gamma radiation exposure. Oh, the Hulk. Great. <laughs> great. We haven't talked about it much. I've dropped Incredible Hulk, but I'm still buying. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ride Hey, out. I dropped it too. Yay, buddies. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ride out World War Hulk, though. So, anyway. Yeah. But, um, Josh? I, I mean, like, the thing is, this is when you start applying logic to this stuff. And you end up with the Hulk problem or the Superman problem or the Cosmic Cube problem. Like it's it's like there's always a most powerful thing and it really is whatever that story needs at that time. And if you try to make it all make sense, it's going to be like trying to make Back to the Future make sense, which you're not supposed to be able to do. Right. And I can, I can – I can guarantee – not this again. I can guarantee <laughs> that, um, that if Galactus shows up, he's taking the Hulk out. You know, yeah, like that, right. He just that, eats him. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, or or like like isn't like the Watcher really the most badass? They just don't do anything. Uh, some some say, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, but the you know, so for the purposes of the, but the thing is, the Hulk can't win, right? 
because if he wins, then everyone is done, and the Marvel Universe is ostensibly over. Wouldn't that be great? I thought that's what they were leading to. They're going to cancel the whole company. And it's going to be all. It's going to be all Ultimates. That's that's, gonna, that's how they're going to reboot yeah. Spider Man. Yeah, exactly. Ron, would your eye, would your left eyeball explode if that's what happened? <laughs> Both my left and my right. <laughs> it's like a, a vein pumping in your forehead, and then your eyeball exploded. <laughs> anyway, so if you have insightful questions like that, you can you can call us at one eight 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 fanboys. That's one eight 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 three two six two six nine seven. Ah, it's like riding a bike, Josh. That's it's it not. Is. I'm rusty. I think. <laughs> All right, so we've got a bunch of announcements before we finish up the show. Um, our first one is uh, episode 100. We're we're two away from episode 100. Nice. Uh, and episode 100, we're going to be doing live at Jim Hanley's Universe in Manhattan. It's going to be on September 28th. <gasps> um, we're still working out on the exact time. We'll know next week, and we'll post it on ifanboy.com. But if you show up, we'll be there. There should be some special guests. We're going to have some free ifanboy stuff for you all um, to come. And um, and afterwards, we're going to go uh, over to a local um, drinkery and celebrate. <laughs> It's like a Simpsons word. We would like to go to the drinkery. <laughs> I've already gotten – I've already heard from several of the fa- uh, iFanboy faithful that they're going to be in attendance. I'm really excited. I hope you guys are too, Josh and Connor. Or... Uh, yeah. I am very much. I'm, I'm ambivalent about Connor's going to call it in. He's just going to – I'm going to call yeah. I'm gonna phone in. Yeah, you know, exactly. you, you know how I like to work it's a crowd. just another show. What? Yeah. You know how I like to work a crowd. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Press the flesh. So, um, All right. so that's September 28th. That's the big episode 100, and hopefully everyone can come out because you don't get to see us in person often. We don't. I don't yeah. even leave the house except for conventions. Connor, September 18th, which is a couple <laughs> of days from when you're probably hearing this, is Comic Book Club, which is a live comic book talk show. We're our guests on September 18th at the People's Improv Theater, in Manhattan, at 8 p.m. Tickets are only five dollars. So if you're in the New York City area. Come on down to the People's Improv Theater. Um, ninety minutes of live comic book fun. So, yeah, it's gonna be, and, and we're on for all ninety minutes, as far as I can tell, guys. <laughs> so it should be interesting. <laughs> I'm gonna have to be walked off like James Brown at the end. Somebody writing material because I've got nothing. Yeah, but everybody, please come down. It should be really cool, and and it's uh, put on by the uh, the guys at Comic Book Club. They do a show called The Stack on PulpSeeker.com, and yep. they're, super, they're they're great guys. And it should be a lot of fun talking about comics. And it would be great to have the crowd full of um, iFanboy folks. So I would, we I would really, really like appreciate that. that. And, it, and it, you know, it's five bucks. You've spent more than that on bad comics in the last week, I'm sure. Exactly. Yes. At least so, and we we'll can... have we'll, we'll have swag there as well. We'll have free stuff there as well. So yeah. cool. Excellent. Well, that that's your show, folks. All right, there's so, your show um, right there. So last week uh, we were remiss in giving credit to our intro. Our, our Christopher Walken impression intro was gi- br- uh, given to us by James Kislingberry. So thank you very much, James. See, I, I thought that was really Christopher Walken. I know. That's no, what – yeah. So. It wasn't. Anyway, you so can check you. out ifanboy.com for the – you can read Josh's Pick of the Week review and you can see more in-depth comic book discussion and uh, news and discussion topics and things we put up throughout the week on ifanboy.com. Uh, there's a video show we do. Uh, you may have been used to it coming on a Wednesday. Now it's on Saturdays. So uh, yeah. why don't you watch that? Uh, <laughs> you can go to revision3.com slash ifanboy. Uh, this week coming up. Uh, Tim you, Sale. Tim Sale. Oh, just just give it away. <laughs> yeah, I know. Normally we try to be a little bit vague about it, but nope. nope we're talking in, in, in spirit of heroes starting up pretty soon. We thought we'd talk about Tim Sale. So. He's, yeah. he's worthy of being talked Not about. Not with him. About Not him. with him. Yeah, no, he, he won't talk to us, actually. He won't return any <laughs> calls. Um, so um, if you like iFanboy and you want to uh, be proud and t- show the world, you can go to jinx.com slash iFanboy and buy a T-shirt. 
Uh, we got great T-shirts with the big old iFanboy logo, and you can join the intern nation. Um, and if you take a picture of yourself wearing the shirt and send it to Jinx.com, they'll um, get free stickers and send us a picture as well. We'd love to see you all wearing your T-shirts. I know a lot of you on the board said you bought them and said that you take pictures, and I haven't seen any. I'm just saying. Jerks. Yeah, so send them to Jinx. Send them to us. Why would you tell us you're going to do something and then not do it? I know paper. Why is that? <laughs> uh, anyway. You can email those pictures to contact at ifanboy.com. Fuzzy jerk writers more like it. <laughs> along with other uh, emails or questions or comments. And you can also leave us a voicemail at one eight 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 fanboys which is 326-2697. Also with any questions, comments, or intros to the show. Yes. You can frap along to our frapper map, which is at F-R-A- yeah, frappr.com slash ifanboy, and you put a pin in there, and it says where you are, and it compares you to where other people are who have also done that. And it is, uh, if I must say, endlessly fascinating. Yes, as well as all the different spots on the web where you can be our friends, such as myspace.com slash ifanboy and comicspace.com slash ifanboy or verb.com slash ifanboy, or you can go to Facebook that everybody loves and find the ifanboy group and join up, or you can go to twitter.com slash ifanboy to track our every move as well as find our personal accounts on Twitter. And there blah, 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 there blah. are too many things on Facebook. There are. This, <laughs> would you like to install this? Okay, fine. I, I don't yeah. know what I'm doing anymore. That's yeah, crazy. <laughs> I like you Twitter, like show, you it's simple. To- you can go to podcastalley.com, vote for us there. You can write a review on iTunes for this show or the uh, video show, and you can you can indulge in the iTunes stories we've got going on at the Around Comics where we're uh, reviewing sort of one site and they continue on the other. Awesome, uh, by the way. Everybody everybody did a fantastic job with the, with the crossover reviews. Keep them coming. Yeah, they're, they're, they're really funny. And I, I, I don't know, but they seem to be slanted in our direction. I'm just saying. So. I think we're going to get well, shut down by stuff. iTunes. This is not how it's supposed to be. I can almost guarantee that won't happen. It'd <laughs> uh, be great, though, if we got a call from Steve Jobs, though. <laughs> yeah. Stop it. If you like the show, you can donate some cash. You can go to ifanboy.com slash donations, or you can click on the donate box on the website and send us some of your hard-earned dollars our way. Yeah, so it was uh, good to have Josh back on the show, but not good enough, Josh. You're out. You're out. Wow. Tom doesn't even there. like podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> you can you hear it. One shot at it. He's, yeah, he's angry at the end of every show. I don't get like that. I'm peppy. If Look at had, me. If you just stayed on top of that plot in New Avengers, we might have kept you. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> You're out. <laughs> You know what's funny is that sometimes I think I'm going to look forward to this show, and then other times, like tonight, I just I just want to walk away. And that's why you're out. Yeah. <laughs> the dedication, brother. Hey, I'm Italian. Meet up my balls. <laughs> Good night. Uh, I'll save it up. Okay. <laughs> Sausage crust! <laughs> 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 <laughs>